niggas saw it, now niggas talking. Welcome to niggas watching, niggas saw it, now niggas talking. Welcome to niggas watching, niggas saw it, now niggas talking. Okay, we are back. Bam, 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 bam. Episode 21. Back. Niggas back. Niggas have been watching, as always, because that's what we do. That's literally why we had this that's show. That's literally why we had this show. Yeah, because niggas, niggas would do this for free off Nick, air. Right. Literally. Yeah. That's what, what we were doing. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> and we, we figured it. that, hey, maybe there's some other people out there who also want to hear us. No, let's tell the truth. You know what it was, bro? We got tired of people asking us our opinion on certain shit. That's true. Hit, making group chats, trying to figure out our opinion or tweeting us or mm-hmm. hitting us on Instagram and shit. We just Send, like, you know yeah. what? Listen to the fucking show. We Listen show. to the episode. <laughs> we'll give you our fucking take on whatever the hell you asking about. Maybe. 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 Depends on what you're asking about. Yeah, depends on what you're asking about. Cause yeah, because this is some shit people didn't ask us about that we ain't even got to. That we ain't got to, we man. We asked us about this shit years ago. Jesus we ain't even Christ. come close to it. We ain't even make a list for it. Hey, but we appreciate the interest. We honestly do. It's what made the show. It's what That's made why the show. Here. That's why we're here. Um, yeah, but yeah, of always, thanks, as always, rather. <laughs> thanks, uh, thanks for coming back and listening. <laughs> what an intro, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. What an intro. <laughs> so, um, recently, um, you know, I was on Twitter, as always, perusing the timeline, and I saw an interesting question come up, and I don't think we've ever really had a chance to talk about it on this particular show. I know we've talked about it probably off air. Um, noir films. Yep. You know? Give me um give me some of your, you know, favorite, you know, noir films to, to jump it off for the listeners out there because um, not many people have probably seen a lot of noir films. Yeah. Noir films are very um they can be hidden gems. They can. Um so I guess I'll go neo noir first. Okay. Um, because those are the majority of what I've actually seen. Uh so Brick, love that movie. Probably bring it up all the time. I think Zodiac counts as a neo noir. Um Trying to think what else is kind of a neo noir. Uh, no, Michael Clayton isn't neo noir. Um, yeah, those those are like two of my favorite probably neo noir movies. That I've seen it like way too many fucking times. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think is Chinatown a neo noir? That's a noir film. That's a noir film, right? Yeah, that's yeah. up there. That's up Chinatown's there. there. Yeah. Um, Taxi Driver, I think, is a noir film too, right? Oh, that's okay. I'm definitely Taxi Driver. Um, one movie I saw recently for a class that I actually liked a lot was Mildred Pierce. Okay. Yeah, Mildred Pierce is actually, it's a noir movie, and that was, like, actually way better than I thought it was. And that's, like, a, a, a 1940s movie, so I was already expected. Like, I watched it thinking, like, okay, I'm going to be checked out. But, like, within, like, maybe 20 or 30 minutes of the movie, I was like, oh, this this shit actually might fucking bang. And I know they did a... uh miniseries about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the movie, like... Movie I liked a lot. Um, 1945. 1945. It's actually a pretty decent movie. Um, it's kind of like uh, rebellious for the time, I guess. If you watch it, you'll be like, oh, wow, these niggas is mm-hmm. talking about this shit. Yeah, I, have, um, I see. I've put up a list here, and it's actually one of the top 10 um, noir films ever. 
Oh, I I believe it. It's actually a really good movie. Um, you got anything though? Um, yeah, I got a few. Um, I ain't gonna you know do super duper uh, get too heavy into them. Um, Mulholland Drive is a noir film mm. that I absolutely love. It's one of my favorite films. Um, there's another. Um, it's like this is a hidden gem noir film. It's called Angel Heart. Okay. Um, this is starring. I want to say I know Robert De Niro's in it. Lisa Bonet's in it. Oh, Mickey wow. Rourke is in it. Um, it's from '87. Wow. Um, How have I never heard? Of yeah, this, this is a this is a trippy one, like most noir films are. Yeah. Um, that's a a hidden gem there that I think a lot of people should um should see. It's a good one. Um, another good noir film that I really loved. Um, L.A. Confidential. It's mm, a good one. That's a good one. There, it's a good one. That's a that's a probably another another fave of mine. Um, an old an old school noir film that was that's really great, and you know, it's probably on a lot of you know top ten lists. Sunset Boulevard. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. Um, you named another one, Taxi Driver. Yeah, or um, you named it, but I. Or, yeah, 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 right. Uh, Dublin the Blue Dress. That's actually new noir. Mm. I forgot about that one. Mm. That's a good one. Um. Let's see. I want to pull it. I pulled up a list here. Yeah, go go through the list real quick because I want to see. There, there's actually one neo. There's I'm sorry, not neo noir, but noir movie I do want to see, um, that I haven't been able to find anywhere. It's called The Third Man with um, Orson Welles. Mm. I've always wanted to see it, but I, I can never find it. Um, yeah, that's that's supposedly a really good movie. I, I like those, you know, kind of hard boiled detective movies. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Give me a movie where you're solving a case. You know what I mean? That's right. Yeah, yeah, habit. yeah. I feel that. Um, yeah, it's right here. Actually, Devil in the Blue Dress is number on this list right here. I pulled up. Uh, this is a list from Pace Magazine. It has the top 100 noir films. Oh. Um, I'm not about to read all 100 of them. We don't have enough time for it. <laughs> um, but Devil in the Blue Dress is number 91 on that list. Another film that I just mentioned, Angel Heart, is number 100 on that list. Okay. Um, you got... Um, a lot of, obviously, a lot of films from the 40s and 50s. That, that was when it was at its peak. King of New York. Yes. Is another great noir film that was actually, it's actually on this list at number 82. Okay. Um, You know, I'm just going to keep perusing this list. And yeah, just, or look, just give us the top maybe 15. Drive so. is on here with uh With Gosling. Ryan Gosling. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess that is a neo-noir movie. Drive is on there. That's, that's um, a really cool let's, movie. Yeah, let's do the top... Let's do the top 15. How about that? Yeah, let's do the top 15. Okay. And coming in hot at number 15, this is an old one. Ace in the Hole with Billy Wilder, the director. Wow. Um, a lot of old old ones, like you just said, these these are the... Noir was at its peak during this, these these times, this like golden the age. Late 30s to the early 50s. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Elevator to the Gallows, number 14, that's from 58. Gilda, number number 13, that's from 1946. Uh, let me see if I can find something that is... Does it got some shit we know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the, number four, Chinatown. Okay. I mean, that's that's a good movie. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, we don't have to talk about the director. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> we don't, we don't got to talk too much into um, that. Number one on this list, though, is The Woman in the Window. This is from 1944. Hitchcock? No. No, this is directed by Fritz Lang. Okay, I wasn't going to guess that. Um, Gun in my head, I wasn't going to guess that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
but a lot of the yeah, a lot of these films are are just old films, bro. That shit, like you just said, these this is whenever the film or the genre was at its peak. Yeah, um, those films that I mentioned are more neo noir. Um, even Blade Runners on here at number twenty nine. Wow. Um, yeah, no, right. That is a neo noir movie though. It is. That's actually really good. That actually might be my favorite uh, noir movie. Yeah. Yeah, bro, I love Blade Runner. That was like the first DVD I remember like really owning. I see uh, my one that I mentioned um, at number 41. That is L.A. Confidential. Yeah. Which Mulholland Drive at number 57. Um, those, yeah, that's those are the the, the, the films that we more, more yeah, so know. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I do actually send me that list because I do want to do a noir deep dive. One day, because I, I do love that genre. Like, I love I like it, I haven't man. Seen, I haven't seen enough movies within that genre. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just such a. Uh, I mean, it's, Seven's it's, on here too. Oh, Seven's a good one. Mm-hmm. David Fincher probably does like a lot of really good modern noir movies. Um, even though Gone Girl probably isn't like a noir movie per se. In terms of like the structure and how they approach it. it, yeah, yeah, they. I feel like that's kind of a noir movie. What would you, would you would you even consider maybe Knives Out as a noir film? Nah, nah, nah. That's more of a whodunit. Ah, yeah, yeah. that's more of a. That's it. Kind of yeah. So with a noir movie, it needs to you need to have like the lead. The lead needs to be. It needs to be a bit darker. You need to have a femme fatale. There needs to be like there, there's a lot of certain aspects of a noir movie that it kind of needs to hit in order to qualify as a noir movie versus just a regular whodunit or a regular detective film mm-hmm. uh, or a TV series. Um, Sin City, that's on there. Okay, that's on the list. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Sin yeah. City is not necessarily a bad movie. It's definitely a noir movie. Um, to make the top hundred noir movies, though, <laughs> uh, you know. Hey. Look, um, you, you got to get to hundred somehow, Memento's right? On, Memento's on there. Interesting. Mm, actually, Interesting. I'm 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 switching lists now. Right now, yeah. Now I'm switching lists. Yeah, Memento. Um, Memento's on here. Um, these are neo noir films. Brick. Brick. Yeah, I mentioned Brick. I like Brick a lot. Uh, Would Tenet count as a neo noir movie? I don't think so. Maybe, kind of. Hmm. Kind of, but it, it, he's it, not a detective. But he's not really. Trying to solve a mystery, right? Blade, I just said Blade Runner. Yeah. Usual Suspects. Ooh, that's definitely a neo noir movie. Don't need to talk too much about the that. The Big though, Lebowski. Neo noir. Yeah, neo noir. Okay, man. all right. Collateral. All right. Come on now. Come you on know, now. We almost went. We almost went two episodes without bringing it up. Bro. You I'm, know, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> mad at myself. Pissed. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Reservoir Dogs. So, I mean, the, so these, then Pulp Fiction would probably count as neo noir, right? Mm-hmm. They even have uh, one of my faves on here, The Silence of the Lambs. Mm, definitely neo noir. Serpico's on there. Like, Ooh, oh Serpico's man, I can. Good. Man, we see now. We can get. We can keep going. Yeah, we about to end up in a we bag. We about to have a. Yeah, yeah we about to end up in a bag. Yeah. The second, <laughs> the second. See, like here, I'll, if you've been listening to the show long enough, you know the second collateral gets brought up into the conversation. Yep. The the direction all we always end up in a bag. Yep. Right? That's true. Uh, I mean, I mean, so at that point, you could probably say, um, maybe not Breaking Bad is neo noir, but True Detective's got to be neo noir, right? And oh, now you're talking in series. Yeah, series. Because now, because now I'm starting to think like. I like if, if Blade Runner and Serpico and uh, Sin City, and you know those films count as neo noir. Like there's there's some shit that 
And collateral. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, bro. We talk about collateral all the fucking time. All the time. All the fucking time. All the time. Uh, that's that's like we we talking some real neo noirs now. Well, another film that I don't know if this is really considered neo noir. I don't think it is, but you know, it's got some mystery in there. It's got some, you know, a little bit, a little bit, know, little overtones there. A film that you just recently watched that, you know, we talked about on the show before, briefly. Plenty of times. Don't worry, darling. Give the people your review yeah. on Don't Worry, Darling. If you all didn't know, it just hit. It didn't just hit HBO Max, but it's it hit fairly a little while ago. I think like two or three episodes ago, yeah. I said I was going to watch it and give my mm-hmm. review. And he, and, now, and now we back to yeah. collect that review. Let's let's, let's hear what you review. got for the people. Um, so it's weird. I, I It's not, I don't think it's as bad as people made it seem, but it's definitely not as good as people made it seem. That, that is sense. certain. Um, I think it was shot really well. I thought the directing in this film was really good. And I, it almost makes me feel, I don't know if I necessarily was shitting on Olivia Wilde when we were talking about like the controversy surrounding the film, but I don't, I don't, I think the controversy definitely took away from a film that for your second film, you know what I mean? Like as a director, like she really approached it in a really good way. And I thought it was like shot really well. I just didn't like the script. The plot was a little bit like, eh. Like when when you kind of got to when it comes to twists, I'm always like, all right. Like when we get to the twist, if the twist is like this should have been here like twenty thirty minutes ago, right? Then like y'all should have made it twenty thirty minutes ago. Like by the time you got to the twist, the movie's kind of over, and then you get a few action scenes, and it's like, and I thought um, Miss Flo, good old Miss Flo, oh Miss Flo, Florence Pugh killed it. I in think a she row. killed it. Yeah. yeah, she killed it in a row. Um, Harry Styles. Mm, it's okay. Go ahead. I don't know. I think by the time you kind of get to the end of the movie, you're like, okay, I could. This now it's a good performance, but the whole time leading up to it, you're like, okay, you should have clearly a role that was meant for Shia or any other or anyone person, else, anyone else um, that probably would have did been significantly better. Um, but uh, yeah, like I said, I don't think it's as bad as people said, but it's definitely not as good as some other people mm-hmm. said. Um, it was kind of a, a, a hard watch in terms of the amount of time it took just to kind of get to the to anything. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a slow build, you think? Yeah, a little bit too slow of a build, especially for the the twist that they went about. Um, I think I thought the message was pretty cool, though. You know what I mean? How it's like mm-hmm. you know these guys are all kind of holding their wives hostage in like this weird pretty much. sort of matrix type world. It's like very. It, it it and her breaking free at the end like was obviously like very impactful, but they they the the way they kind of went about it, I'm like you know it would have been cooler to kind of see these women band together a little bit earlier on, and you know maybe brainstorm ways they can kind of get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Chris Bryan was amazing. Uh, he did really well. Uh, when his wife killed him though, I was a little bit wow. Yeah, I, I watched it and I was like, I mean, I she definitely had a reason to do it, but she didn't necessarily display anything prior to that. that right, showed that, that showed she, that she was going to do that. Yeah, yeah. And like when she did it, it was a bit like, okay, why did you do this? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It, it, if I'm gonna give it a rating because I watched it at the crib, I'm gonna mm-hmm. say six out of ten. Okay. Um, in terms of recommendation, I guess I would say three out of ten. Like I think three out of five. Three out of five. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Three, out of, three out of ten is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, one point five out of five. Uh, uh. One point five out of five. But uh, no, nah, three out of five. I think 
the hype around it in terms like the bad hype around it mm-hmm. made it seem like don't go see it. And I feel like if you watch it, you'll be like, okay, this wasn't a terrible movie. Um, funnily enough, I feel like if there wasn't all that brad, bad press surrounding it, this easily would have been an Oscar favorite. Um, like, I feel like if people weren't just going into it ready to kind of shit on it, there would have been a lot of like, oh, wow, like this is the movie that's going to get like 10 nominations or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily as bad as people saying. Um but, you know, that's two hours of my time that I will never get back. That you'll never get back? Never get back. Not even on accident will I ever get that time back. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't... It's it's weird when you see a movie like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like the, the shit, you hear about it surrounding it. You're like, okay, this movie's either really good or really bad. And then you'll go fucking watch the fucking movie. And you're like, this shit was like just kind of in the middle you know what I mean like it was just a movie um right so you're kind of like what why what, why was all this hype surrounding the movie yeah like y'all could have definitely y'all could have just fucking not said anything let the movie come out and I think the streets would have talked for I you I think so yeah yeah that, that bad press for sure you know uh you know, swayed a lot of people prior to even going to see the film itself it's like oh okay this yeah. is all of this bad press for this film? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the the hype wasn't worth it. I'll put it like that. Um but I mean it's it, once again it's not as bad of a movie as I think people are making it seem. Um Yeah, I I, I you know, I, I don't think. And you know, it it unfortunately um I know we shit on these niggas almost literally every episode. We went one episode without shitting on them, but uh I'm going to have to shit on them a little bit more. This movie uh, did not do well for for Warner Brothers. Like watching it is like the hype that they tried to put around it to make people like, okay, you guys got to see it. What ended up happening regarding the hype, like how people kind of approached it, how people kind of felt about it. Um, this just wasn't a good look for uh, WBD and um, all considered being that this was one of four movies that they put out towards the end of the year that they only had enough money to do. It's kind of like, that money probably should have went towards reshoots. Oddly enough, it's almost like um, so. How uh, I, man, I'm probably gonna have to look up her name, but uh, the, the the black woman who oh um, uh, Kiki Lane, yes, Kiki Lane. Mm-hmm. How you know she was saying her role kind of got cut, and you know it's a bigger role. You can kind of tell it was a bit of a bigger role. Um, it's almost like y'all should have made the movie a little bit longer allowed for that to kind of flesh out if you guys weren't gonna get to the twist a little earlier. Right, right, right. That makes um, sense. Yeah, I think them them cutting her her and uh, her the, her husband in the movie can't think of his name. Yeah, um, but the amount of cuts that they did really took away from the film. Yeah, because you could kind of tell. And like now, granted, I'm watching it after all of that press, so I'm watching it. I can't even watch it necessarily with an open mind um, because I have all that in the back of my head. Like, oh, this happened, that happened, this mm-hmm. happened. I'm expecting to see how little scenes she has, um, even though she's very pivotal part of the plot mm-hmm. um I, I do feel like they they could have did more with a really interesting really cool concept um they could have did way more with it and I, I, it's all odd that they kind of chose not to also the weirdly ambiguous ending was like all right why'd you guys go with this ending i could have mm-hmm. just i would have rather seen her free 
Um, but yeah. you know that's that's just me. Um, once again, I don't I think feel the, it. I don't think the movie's necessarily bad. I, I right, just don't right, right. I think it's good. That's pretty much that's how I was how I felt about it after yeah. seeing it. Yeah, and if it wasn't that slow, it easily would have been a seven or a seven point five out of ten for me. Um, it just was a little too slow for my personal liking, so I gave it a six out of ten. But I don't necessarily think it's a bad movie. I don't necessarily think it's bad. Okay, movie. definitely not worth all the hype though. <laughs> no, I understand that. <laughs> definitely not worth all the hype. Um, these niggas was was gassing this movie in both directions and did not need to. Let me tell you something. Um, but speaking of, well, there go yeah, there go Davy Dean's review of yeah. Don't Worry, Darling, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully, if you if you haven't seen it out there, hopefully that'll fucking um, I don't know. I, I, was gonna say, <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna make people go see it. That review is definitely not like yeah, get the fuck up and go watch that motherfucking movie. That review is more uh, if you're not doing nothing and you got like some time to fucking kill. Uh, Go ahead and kill two hours of your time with that motherfucker. But uh, on the topic of shit that um, shit that isn't gonna fail, you know what I mean? I know we we over here shitting on WBD, but uh, to get on the topic of something that I don't think will fail, because uh, something they, these niggas might actually need to do, uh, we got Chloe Bailey. She's gonna be playing Lauren Simmons, uh, who's like a historic. Wall Street trader. Okay. She's like one of the first like black Wall Street traders, something along those lines. Okay, okay. Close Bailey. Um yeah, so nice role for her. Yeah, great role for her. Um it is I feel like because a lot like a, a lot's been said about her sister being mm-hmm. that uh, we talked about on the previous episode, her sister playing uh Ariel, Little Mermaid. Yeah. In an upcoming Disney film. Um it's actually really good to see Chloe Bailey starring in a, a um Kind of getting her own like sort of vehicle, for something sure. starring. You know what I mean? I, I don't. I don't. I feel like we don't see enough of her in terms in acting roles. In terms of acting, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, great at music. Does a lot of good, like really a lot good of, music. Yeah, music um, and covering and all that stuff. That's been her jam. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the film is based on a groundbreaking Wall Street trailer. Um, it's one of the youngest, or I think she is the youngest equity trailer uh, trader. And only the second black woman to ever fill that position. Um, directed by Numa Perrier, who did Jezebel. Okay. Um, and she co-wrote the script with somebody that wrote on Loki, Amber Dupree. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Name sounds familiar. Yeah. And Perrier also is directing an upcoming Netflix film called The Perfect Find with Gabrielle Union. Mmm, Gabby Union. Gabby Union. Shout out to Gabby Union. Shout out Gabby Union. Yeah, uh, apparently this movie, Kiersey Clemens was going to star in it at one point. Okay. And produce it, but for whatever reason chose not to. Um, so I'm, I'm, look, bro, I'm excited. I'm locked in. Um, don't know if it's going to be an awards thing, but... But like you said, you know, it's good for her to, you know, to... to get into more of her own vehicle acting wise, even though, you know, she was in grownish with her sister, of course. Yeah. But her sister is, you know, going to be fucking Ariel, the little mermaid. Yeah. So, you know, give her a chance to, you know, show off her acting chops too. I would so, love to see it, bro. For I'd sure. Love to see it. Um and I I think once again she deserves it. Um so yeah, I'm excited to see that film when it comes yeah. out. Um, you know us, bro. We we fucking some movie watching ass movie watching niggas. niggas. We gonna we be finna- there. Good or bad, we gonna watch it. We gonna watch it, especially if you're black. 
You Especially black, if you're black. You're black, you know, you're going you're gonna to get a shot. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a well, shot. You're going to at least get a chance. Yeah. Um, but speaking of chances, bro, somebody who we keep giving chances to correct themselves and they, they choose not to. Mm-hmm. Or they keep doubling down on some nut-ass opinions. Your boy Quentin Tarantino, man. Your boy Quentin Tarantino, he's saying uh, there's no more movie stars in existence. Yep, and he said that the... Uh-huh. Keep going. Yeah, he said there's no more movie. He said yeah. he said now he the said characters that. are the movie stars. In Marvel films. In Marvel films. Right. So Let's he said, that. you know, Thor is a movie star. Captain America is a movie star. The the two Chris's that play him, Chris Hemsworth and uh, Chris Evans, mm-hmm. aren't necessarily movie stars. Um, somebody on Twitter actually brought up that he's kind of right. You know what I mean? The If you look at some of the stuff both of them have done in the last 10 years, nothing's been as memorable as their Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Um, or nothing's, you know, hit the streets the same way the Marvel's movies hit. Um, Marvel movies hit, I'm sorry. Uh, personally, I say Snowpiercer with Chris For Evans. For Hemsworth, right? No, Chris Evans. Evans, okay. Yeah, Chris Evans was in uh, Snowpiercer. That, that was a good movie, and that was pretty well known. Um... A lot of people mess with it. Uh, Chris Hemsworth, not so much. That nigga's <laughs> been in some some clunkers. Yeah, he's been in a few clunkers. Uh, some shit that people don't even talk about. <laughs> uh, niggas do not bring up Men in Black or that Ghostbusters remake, both of which he was in. At all. Was he? Uh, no, I think it was his brother in that uh, Snow White Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah, it was his brother. Um, so yeah, Quentin Tarantino does kind of have a point. Um, I, I'm, I'm always... My thing about Quentin is I don't like the way he kind of approaches some of these conversations. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. the way he kind of attacks it is usually like, ah, it's like you could have said this in a much better way. In a, much, in a way that isn't, you know, shitting on these people's, you know, actual careers. Yeah, you know what I mean? You know, like, yeah. because we talked about it before. He's not necessarily wrong. But he's um, not necessarily right either. Like my, you know, and I don't have to give a super a long deep dive with this one. Like you know, niggas have said on Twitter and other you know ways that they've talked about this. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, Tarantino is he's he's not wrong in the sense that people do go to see Marvel and DC films because of the IP. Yeah. Already has a built in audience. Yeah. But these studios also aren't just putting a bunch of you know no names in these roles. They're putting Hemsworth and Chris Evans and, 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 and other, you know, big name, uh, actors, Robert Downey. They're putting these people there because of their names as well. Absolutely. Like, and and once again, a lot of times these movies only get financed because, because of of who the name is that's, that's, that's taking on the role. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's kind of my issue with Tarantino's statement. I get what he means, you know, as far as, you know, we've had, you know, a discussion on this show about, you know, uh, movie stars in Hollywood, what they look like now as opposed to, you know, yesteryear. But these are still movie stars in their own rights. These people are are, are decorated. I mean, you know, the late, great Chadwick Boseman was... All, they put him in the role of T'Challa because he was already Chadwick Boseman. Exactly. You know? Um, and that goes the same for a lot of others, you know? Um, so that's really more so my issue with Tarantino's statement. And, you know, again, we get his his overall, you know, like his point he's trying to make, you know, we get that. But I don't. I I can't necessarily say that the people that they're putting in these roles are not movie stars in their own right because they are. That yeah. makes sense. No, they they uh, they are. They are definitely in their own right. And you got to also think. Um, 
maybe Chris Evans more so than Chris Hemsworth uh, actually tries to take roles that are a little bit out the wheelhouse of what you might normally that are like almost a complete opposite of what um, of like Captain America. Yeah. Um, they're like, you know, stuff that you, you watch and you're like, okay, wow, you're actually really trying. You're actually trying to give a good performance. Mm-hmm. Something that's a little bit different, um, especially with like Knives Out. Especially with um, Knives Out, yeah. Yeah, even with Gray Man, he was the best part of Gray Man, mm-hmm. I felt like. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I really kind of do take issue with his statement a little bit. Um, and I, I think it's also a thinly veiled way of saying... I would never cast these niggas in my movies. Right. Even um, though I I don't think that that's the case because if fucking, you know, if he was still here today, you know, Chadwick Boseman, if there was a role that that fit in a Tarantino wrote film, I could see him very much going after. I I, I yeah, but I also think Chadwick Boseman is different. Yeah, there are because, yeah, that's true. There are different, you know. Yeah, because yeah. if you even look at like when Chris Evans, Chris Evans was kind of known when he played Captain America, but he wasn't like a movie star when he played right. Captain America. When he played Captain America, that definitely took his star. Took him to the neck, yeah. Yeah, same thing with Chris Hemsworth up. was virtually unknown uh when he played um Thor. Thor. Uh Chadwick Boseman, he people knew about Chadwick. Knew about him. him playing Black Panther was like, okay, like this is great casting type mm-hmm. shit. Mhm. Uh, so I, I think he's a little bit different, um, but I also think Quentin Tarantino and anybody else talking about this needs to acknowledge the way we consume films and stuff is completely different than before. Than before. Um, yep. Part of the reason the Marvel the MCU works so well is that it's almost like a big budget television series. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you watch every episode, it's good. If you don't watch every episode, you can still enjoy it for the most part. Um so yeah, I, I I really think I also want to know who the fuck is asking this nigga this question. Right, bro. It's like the same people asking him and and other you know very well known decorated uh, directors in Hollywood. They're asking these these same questions, and I don't understand what they are trying to get out of these directors. They already know it's like they're just baiting them in, literally the just baiting them in, bro. So they they can have some shit to ask these other directors mm-hmm. when they get to record. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just cornball shit, bro. Very. You know, Just and you know, shit. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say Tarantino is jealous of Marvel's or DC's success because he's successful already. Of but, course. you know, it's, I, I just take a problem with, you know, him, you know, his approach. You know, he could very well say, you know, I think, you know, the way that, you know, the Hollywood system works now, it, it doesn't necessarily cater to, you know, how it was whenever he was thinking, you know, exactly. you know. You could do that in so many ways without, you know, just completely saying, you know, something that is untrue, like these people are not movie stars. Because they are. They, no, they are. They are. Now, now, are they movie stars on par with, say, you know, the Leo DiCaprio's, right. Brad Pitt's, the Denzel Washington's? Of Maybe course not. not. Of course not. You know what I mean? You can't necessarily put their name. You can't necessarily put them in any movie and that movie's going to be successful as we've, as we've seen over the years. But at the same time, you can't just sit there and completely write them off just because you don't fuck with their shit. That's it. Um, it's just giving us an even bigger reason to do like these these tears. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we can let these niggas know exactly how the shit breaks down. Yep. Hopefully put this conversation to bed, but uh, we, we know it won't. Right, not at all. Because we're going to be right back with more tears. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Got to redo the tears. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of the shit getting redone... Um, Awards, bro. They're switching up the way awards kind of work. So I don't know if you've seen this, but a couple of award shows 
have completely, in terms of the performances, they've taken away the male and female. Mm. Um, so they just made it one, one performance. Category. Like, yeah, so lead in performance and then supporting performance. Uh, I remember um, Chris Rock had a, in one of his opening monologues at the Oscars, he basically said that that's what should happen. These It should be one category for acting. You don't need an actor and actress, just one. Yeah, because like, you're both doing the exact same job. It's just obviously you separate it male and female. Um, so the Independent Spirit Awards did it and the Gotham Awards did it, um, both of which are kind of like precursors to the Oscars, just more so indie stuff. Uh, how do you feel about that? Them, them doing the categories like that moving forward? Uh, I think it's an interesting way of trying to, you know, make every person equal and in terms of, you know, these categories because, you know, like, like I just said, you know, and I think a lot of times people have been feeling this way. I think a lot of people feel this way. Like, why are all these categories needing to be divided by, you know, basically man and woman, you know, just put it all together and, you know, may the best person win. I do think, you know, sometimes it is necessary because there are usually more, can be more men nominated than women. Um, and who there are usually are men who get better roles than women in Hollywood. That's we know true. this. Yeah, um, so I do understand the, the, the need for having separate categories, but um, I think it's interesting. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it at all. Really. I'm interested to see how it, how it pans out. Uh, I'm interested to see if more major um, award shows do it. I, I like the idea in theory because I, I agree with you. Um, if you have a set of five men, five women who have the best performances, why not just say what the best performance is between both sets of people? Mm-hmm. Um, and as well, we talked about this in the group chat, but um, for like trans or non-binary people, it gives them a chance to not have to feel like they have to gender themselves when they... Um, Submit for a role, especially mm-hmm. if they have a really good performance. Um, the only, I think in practice it might not work because for the same reason you kind of said, um, there's men tend to kind of get better roles mm-hmm. than women, at least as it stands. Um, so it might make it a little, I think a little unfair. Depending on what the award show is, I think we might see a disparity. Um, I also think it's completely pointless if trans or non-binary people never get nominated. Right. Or if you're if, making these categories, you have to... You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and, and also, if they do get nominated and just never win, it kind of like... It defeats the purpose a defeats little purpose, bit. yeah. But then it also even more so defeats the purpose if you're just kind of handing out awards. Like, okay, we have a trans or non-binary person in this category. Let's just give them a award. Not saying they might not be deserving of it, but, you know, you also come up with... Um, we talk about snubs a lot and you... Yeah, we do. Verse, so now we're we're going to be in a situation where instead of having four people that deserve to get that we might feel like have deserved to have won, you're going to have closer to like eight or nine that you might feel like might have deserved to win. Um, so it does get a little complicated. It's kind of a, a tightrope you got to walk, but it's not a bad idea in theory. I just I I just hope in practice it works it works well. Same. Um, the Gotham Awards are tonight, and I know. Yeah. Um, give us yeah, give us a. a- some give us some winners real quick. Yeah, so I mean, everything, everywhere, all at once won best picture or best feature. As we knew, because this is going to probably clean up at the academies. I'm calling it now. Hey, look, hey, look, he's calling well, it now, ladies and gentlemen. I've been calling it for yeah, for the longest, but a very keep going. long time since it dropped. Uh, uh, Daniel Deadweiler won for Till for best lead performance, outstanding lead performance. Wow! Um, Congrats he, to her. Yeah, for real. 
Um, beat out a lot of good performances for that. Um, one of which was Michelle Yeoh, uh, who's actually my front runner. But mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm looking at Danielle like, eh, maybe uh-huh. two might take it. Ki K Huai Kwan, which I might have completely mispronounced. One for everything, all at, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, for best supporting performance, he also beat out a, pr- a lot of pretty good performances. A lot of great names in there. Um, After Sun won for breakthrough director. For oh, they also do series at the Gotham Awards. So Pachinko won for long format, so I need like forty minutes over, and Mo won for short format, forty minutes under forty minutes. Okay. Um, and then you had we need to talk about Cosby won nonfiction series. And then you start getting into so it's just some more technical shit. But Tar won best screenplay. Mm. Okay. So okay. Did you watch Tar yet? I haven't watched Tar yet. I, I know, need either. to watch it. I need to watch it. I heard it's really good. Yeah, I heard it's really good. Um, I, yeah. I'm. I look. I I like it in theory. I think. I think this could work. Um, I haven't seen. So I haven't seen Twill. Twill. Till. Till. Goodness gracious, uh, man, tripping. I haven't seen Till, but if you're doing a, a lead performance category and Till is winning a lot, that's going to make me more inclined to watch it. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, versus if, I don't want to say it's not as noticeable if somebody else won for Best Actor and somebody else won for Best Actress, but it definitely brings more attention to that person winning that role because now you're saying they're the best out of like all these nominees. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, you look, like I said, I'm not, I'm not a thousand percent against it. Not at all. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see how if if this is a trend that catches on in Hollywood. It, I don't I don't, I don't know, but I, I, so like I think like the Golden Globes will do it. I don't know. I if can the, see them adopting it first yeah. too. I don't I don't know if the Screen Actors Guild will do it. Yeah. Um. I I, I honestly not the Emmys, not the Oscars. Definitely not the Oscars. Those will all the Oscars still be aren't doing it. Um. Emmys might actually do it. I I wouldn't be against the Emmys doing it. I wouldn't be like the Emmys already nominate like six, seven people. I would actually no, actually I would love if the Emmys do it because the Emmys we tend to get like some shit where like all the best supporting like nominees are from like one TV show mm-hmm. or like two TV shows. You know what I'm saying? If you put all the men and women in one category, then you know everybody's kind of you're gonna see a little bit less of that. I think before they put all the genders in one category, I'd rather see the Emmys put all the genres in one category. Like I'd rather mm-hmm. see them do comedy and drama in one category. See how that works. I can see that. Because, um, yeah, the, 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 they... Look, awards have been the the same for a little too long. So That's it, maybe yeah. switching it up. Yeah, we're trying to switch it up. Switching Give it, it times. up. You know what I'm saying? It might, it might make things it a might little... might make things a little bit more, more interesting. I would say. <laughs> I would definitely say so. A lot of these, um, not to say that you know the Gotham's and the Spirits or anything like that are, are are struggling for ratings because they're not those types of shows. But they're not. You know, for the Emmys and stuff like that, these shows that are people want to watch, but they get tired of the same old format. This will this will spice it up if they were to incorporate it'll, it'll that. Definitely so. spice it up. I, um, Black Real Awards, I don't think will do it. Nah, yeah, I don't think they'll do it. Um, they don't necessarily need to either. Don't need opinion. to. Uh, I like the way they're structured as is, truthfully. I'm right there like, with you. And I'll also say, not enough people are watching it or paying attention to there it, it is. <laughs> as is. So exactly. switching it up right now might not. Might, might not, not. Might not. Yeah, exactly. Not, for the few of us that do watch it and do pay attention to it regularly, it might not um, uh, It might not bring more people to it. 
You know what I mean? It mm-hmm. might just deter some of us that already watch it. Not that I'd be deterred. I'm watching shit regardless. But absolutely. Um. Yeah. No. Nah, I, I don't think so. But you know, like I said, it's a, it's a good, good little awards precursor, especially as we move into awards season. Awards season. Yeah, we're gonna do that yep. FYC episode soon. Show Liz. Show. We Liz. ain't forgot. Nah, we ain't. We got a few <laughs> episodes. We're gonna do the collateral episode, the yeah. FYC episode, Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, Tears. Oh, we got to eat. It's all coming in. Look, it's all coming in 2023. FYC, <laughs> FYC might come before the end of the year. I think more than likely it's going to come before the end of the year. I'm just waiting on the ads and shit to come. But mm-hmm. all the other episodes, they come in. They come in 2023. I yeah. promise y'all. We're gonna get you. Promise y'all. And we got a real special episode planned for the uh, for the uh, uh, the Oscar episode. Real special episode planned. Definitely. Um, but I think that's about it, bro. That's all I got here, bro. Yeah. I don't know about you. Uh, let let the people know before we get out of here where they can find you as always though. Hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? Uh so y'all can find me on IG at Dini Bus. Um you can find the pod IG at nw.pod. The Twitter and TikTok is the NW Pod. And also our letterbox links are gonna be in a bio, as well as all those other links. As well I as might, everything. Yeah, because I might have messed up some of those. I just like to say it so y'all get it ingrained in y'all mind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where to follow niggas. Link and shit. in bio for a reason. For a reason. For a reason. Um Yeah, and I, I think that's about it. You got anything for us? Y'all know where to find me. I'm gonna be on Twitter. I'm on IG. I'm everywhere. I'm letterboxing. I'm always reviewing films. Follow that nigga on letterbox. Please do follow the pod. Uh, We always appreciate the support. Hundred percent. And you know, keep supporting, keep sharing, keep subscribing, keep providing feedback. We'll listen to it if we actually appreciate the feedback. I'm I'm a nice (laughs) nigga. We'll we'll listen to regardless. I I, I usually listen and comment on your 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 feedback. We gonna listen, but I'll let you know off rip if if we gonna do this shit or not. That part, (laughs) that part. But you know, y'all know where to find us, man. And we appreciate y'all listening in again. This was niggas watching episode twenty one. Knife take us out. Whoop. Niggas saw it, so niggas talking. Welcome to niggas watching. Niggas saw it, now niggas talking. Welcome to niggas watching. Niggas saw it, now niggas talking. Welcome to. Watch, watch, watch. Niggas watch, watch, watch.